Well, ma'am, I got to ask you this question before we get started, right? Sure. Have you stabbed anyone over a Popeye's chicken sandwich? Come on now. Look at me. <laughs> this face is not going in nobody's women's correctional facility. <laughs> we out here wilding. Like, our, this is one of those situations where you just have to look at our people and be like, really? A chicken sandwich is what we doing? I just, it's more to that than what's happening. Mm -hmm. And we're too caught up in it. And it's just unfortunate because it's like, it's not really about the chicken sandwich exactly. Yeah. It's about inclusion. And you know how black people like to feel included mm -hmm. and, and shit like that. And so I was saying on my show, just like how people take a picture of the iPhone, when you get a new iPhone or new phone, you take a picture of the box, like, mm -hmm. hey, got a new phone. I'm a part of the team, guys. That's what taking a picture of a fucking chicken sandwich is doing for people right now. That's just ridiculous, man. We're in dark places. We're in dark yeah, places. They've made like over like $200 million off that chicken sandwich. Free marketing. Free, have you ever seen a commercial? The, the Popeye's lady has not had a single commercial about that chicken sandwich. Not one. <laughs> she has nothing to say about this damn sandwich. <laughs> But again, let's let's get into it because I'm gonna get in the damn rabbit hole talking about our people in this damn chicken sandwich. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> love, love, lust, lust, and that's all. Hop right into the topics for this week. The first one, Jason Mitchell, who was fired off the shy and uh, Desperados, which I believe was going to be in Netflix, either movie or series um, because of allegations that came out against him, said that he feels like the Me Too movement was used as a weapon against him. And I really wanted to talk to you about this one because, you know, we always do talk about the, the Me Too movement and all the good that's come out of it. Some people have used it for wrong. I'm not saying that's what happened in his case. But what do you think about him phrasing them this way as it being used as a weapon? I mean, to be honest, I didn't watch his interview with The Breakfast Club. Um, but from the clips that I did see, it didn't seem like he was being that um, forthcoming with information. It did seem like he was just dancing around certain questions. And that gives me more of an impression of guilt than anything else just avoiding certain questions. So when he says that the Me Too movement was being used or weaponized against him, he's ha he would have to stake his claim as to what exactly happened exactly. so we can determine whether you violated that or not or whether this is something that's um, being turned. The only time that I feel like a Me Too turned against someone was maybe like Aziz Ansari. Okay, yeah. Do you absolutely. remember that? Yeah, yeah. Where, you know, it's like after a date and things get a little, you've been drinking and things get a little strange. And she said she was uncomfortable and he stopped and, you know, um, things like that can happen. Like I said, like, honestly, rape is kind of like an emotion away sometimes. Okay. Because if a woman checks out somewhere in the middle of sex, if she feels somewhere in the middle of sex, she's not comfortable or she's being restricted or she's she doesn't like it anymore. It now becomes an escalated situation. But now... Um, I feel like I do feel like the Me Too 
um, movement is being placed on situations and people that it kind of doesn't belong to. Yeah. It's kind of getting like this um, blanket uh, hashtag that's supposed to apply to any time a woman is being any form of violated. And sometimes it just doesn't equate. It doesn't match. Yeah. And in this case, again, like I don't have enough information. He hasn't provided us or his people hasn't provided us enough information for me to make any decision whether they're weaponizing it against him or not. I will claim that they're fucking not if everyone in the planet <laughs> drops you, okay? Yeah. No one wants to come 10 feet within this man. Only reason Breakfast Club did is because they're um, pure and utter trash. So. Oh, wow. Damn, shots fired. I wish I had a little air horn. Shots fired there. <laughs> but... um. I, in watching this interview, so I there's there's times that where I absolutely believe like where he's coming from and maybe his perspective. The thing that's problematic for me and it throws doubt in no matter how passionate he sounds is when he's asked directly about it. He said, "Well, something happened, but not what they think happened." All right, so what the f tell us what did happen? Exactly, then. then tell us what it is so we can judge you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it's, and it's it's just it's it's weird. And yeah, the Me Too movement uh, has turned into something else completely. But right. you know th that happens with all these movements. Once once it gets right. out in the ether and becomes a social media hashtag, it's going to take a, take on a life of its own. So, right. Um, right. Um, yeah, and you know, I mean, I'm I'm happy with like the people that it did take down needed to be taken fucking down. And I said when this okay. what happened is like it it shined a light on the dark place in Hollywood that people knew about, just nobody ever talked about. And that's the great that's come out of Not it. even just in Hollywood, just in general. Like, yeah. all of those little uh, microaggressions that women have to deal with with men. Like, when I go jogging, I just have to deal with men hawking at me. Yeah. I have to deal with men just gawking at me. There's nothing I can do about it. Um, so there are all these things where now it's, it's being brought to light. And you have men who, of course, are like, what? What? I can't just grab women's asses anymore? What kind of world are we living in? It's like, we're not asking for extreme things. We're just yeah. asking for you not to personally violate our bodies and just to respect us as people. And a lot of men are kind of huffing and puffing like, great, we can't do anything we used to do, you know, back in the day. And I'm like, because when you look at it, it was fucking problematic. Yeah. You know, it's only now where we become adults and we look back and we're like, oh... That wasn't too, you know, too great, but we survived it and now we know better. And so this just really shined a light in a place, like you said, that hasn't been lit in, lit in a while because women are undervalued, underpaid. Um, so I don't see how he could take that. And again, as soon as he tell us what it is, yeah, we will judge. But until then, we have no idea what the girl is talking about. There you go. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to move into the, the next one. This one is wild. So I struggled with if I was going to put it on here because it's one of those those topics that it's like, all right, do I really want to pull something from social media? But I, I had to put it on her because it's fucking weird. So this woman was diagnosed yeah. with HIV, which, you know, I, I feel for you and, and all that stuff. But she got a tattoo above her, her vagina area that said HIV positive. And the thing that kind of pissed me off is that she tweeted out, well, I'm so anyone who's affected, you should go get tested like it's a fucking joke. Um, I don't know if I took it as a joke or not. I just was like, whoa, what an incredible warning label. Yeah. Like, right, if you're about to eat her out and you get right to that point, 
And then for, for whatever reason, you got the lights on and you can read. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? <laughs> you have what? But I think that just, um, although it seems very strange mm-hmm. because of the way that it was kind of put out and even the statement, you know, I've been diagnosed and if we fucked, you should get tested. It's kind of just very cut and dry. Like, yo, this is my situation. And again, people do not tell you their status. Um, and so you have somebody who is kind of being at the forefront, willing to be humiliated, willing to be whatever scrutiny comes after proclaiming that you are HIV positive. She was willing to deal with that just to, I guess, live in her truth, so to speak. And I kind of admire that. Um, I don't know if I would get a tattoo about that, (laughs) but at least it cuts down on, it's like a conversation piece now. You know, people may see it and it's like, hey, what's that about? (laughs) Now they've sparked up a conversation about HIV status. And I think that's a good thing. And also just like, hey, I can't, if, if she's been fucking a lot, she doesn't have the time and or effort to go through her contacts contact everybody she may or may not have fucked and scare the shit out of them. <laughs> she may not because I probably wouldn't want to get no call like that. No text message. <laughs> I, you know, maybe she's just sending the picture of her tattoo uh-huh. all to her contacts. We don't know what's going on, but I think that it's one brave that she would do that yeah. and just admittedly say what her status is because growing up, I remember my mom had a friend and she had uh, AIDS. And I remember her telling my mom that, well, no one told me, so why do I have to tell somebody else? Damn. Yeah, that's that's problematic as fuck. And when you think about it, if you're dating and you're you're kind of out there, you, six degrees of separation can get you right to some disease. Yeah. Because that woman is, is dealing with some man who's dealing with a woman who is dealing with you. Mm. That's how close it can be. So... Anytime anybody is very just open about their status, um, I'm very appreciative because at least you know where they stand. So I thought it was a great thing. So shout out to her. Um, Also, if you did fuck her, do your due diligence. And get tested. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't see it from that perspective. And that's one of the things, I guess, when things are put out on social media, there's no real context. It's kind of whatever you, however you read it in your head. Um, but it is a- absolutely powerful. What, uh, something that I want to ask you is, do you think uh, you're in a long-term relationship, so I'm going to phrase this different. If your friend came to you and said that they were interested in someone and they found out that they were HIV positive, do you think that it's as big of a stigma nowadays as it used to be with dating somebody who who's positive? Because, you know, you have PrEP, the, the PrEP medication and stuff now to where you can have unprotected sex with somebody with HIV and not get infected do you so has that taken away some of that stigma you think um it's like why play russian roulette yeah even if you (laughs) i don't care what medication you take you know what i'm saying don't okay but um i don't know because medicines have gotten better um and people have been living longer with this disease and it's not like how it was rampant in the 80s when there was really a whole bunch of misinformation out there people are there was a woman recently here in South Florida in Aventura, probably like 10 minutes from 10, 15 minutes from where I am now, um, who she was trying to go to Massage Envy to get um, to get a massage. And she was HIV positive. She told them and they denied her service oh, saying wow. she needed a doctor's approval, which is not fucking true. And I don't know how they think that it's, it's transmitted, but 
definitely not through touch or massage unless they were going to scrape scars with each other that wasn't going to happen so there is still this uh general sense of ignorance um for people who do have hiv or or aids but i think as far as dating someone who is you know openly positive i wouldn't encourage it Okay. Because there are, I hate to be so blunt, but there are just so many people out there who um, doesn't have that. And, and, you know, let's say that goes long term and that's a whole life commitment to that person and situation that you're going to have to make. And I feel like that's really heavy when yeah. you're talking about dating. Um, and then again, you have people who don't even admit what their status is in the first. So um, some people are dating people right now who are positive and they have no idea. So I, it's, I feel like as long as it's put in the forefront, then maybe you can have a mature conversation about it. But I always think about long term um, and just how that would play out. So I think that would be very. What do you think? Would you be interested in date, like a woman, like a beautiful woman? And she's like, this is my status. And I'm kind of telling you up front. And is that OK? Like, where are we going to go from here? I'm going to be 100% honest, and this is a transparent moment. I don't know if I'm, I, I don't even know if maturity is the right word. I, I don't think I could take it. Just being 100% honest. And I don't, I don't mean that to like take away from like to dehumanize the, the people who have it. I just, where, where I am mentally, it just, I, I don't think I could do it, unfortunately. So. No, because again, it's at the back of your mind. Yeah. You know how one, you know how you like to sexually be involved in the first place. So mm -hmm. to start to feel like you have to have limitations um, and just scary little things, um, just just the intimacy of everything, I know it's like going to be in the back of your mind. Exactly. And I think, honestly, people who are positive, I don't know if there is a community that already exists of like people who are all positive and they kind of can date each other and you know each other's status. I don't know if that exists, but I would think that would make the most perfect sense because that would be very difficult to bring to someone that does not, that is, you know, negative. Yeah. So I don't know. That's strange. I mean, and, and for the people who do do it, I mean, more power to them. And I, I would love to like, to talk to a couple who is like one person is positive, one person is not to really like figure out how that conversation went, how intimacy goes, right. like not from a, a point to like put them out there, but just to to gain an understanding because that's a perspective that I don't know anyone who has and I damn sure don't have it. So it's just, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Go get tested, people. Absolutely. And then when they, when they call you back, actually go back Answer. and get your results. Oh, yeah. I wonder if that's still... Because people like to, to say they went and got tested. I'm like, did you go get the results? Did you go back? <laughs> and, you know, some people really do assume, like, well, if it was anything too bad, they'll keep trying to contact me. You don't want that call. <laughs> you don't want that call. So do what you got to do to not be in that situation. But if you are... Actually, there was a string of tweets. That, I, I wish I could remember this girl's Twitter, but... She was basically st stating how we should change the conversation we have about diseases, like the way that we phrase it as clean and dirty. Yeah. And uh, it's very derogatory when somebody and, and people can get sexually transmitted diseases in the first place. So long as you're fucking, there is a probability. And people can be um, born with it as well. Also. Yeah. Also. So just to say that, you know, somebody's dirty, their status when again, they can just be born with it because of their their mothers or you know what have you. 
And I didn't think about that, but yeah, I'm like, damn. But then I was watching Greenleaf. You watch Greenleaf? I do. I have never seen an episode of Greenleaf. Woo! <laughs> watch it. Okay. But somebody on the show recently got an STD, and I almost fainted. This is a very <laughs> churchy, churchy show. Um, but um, it was just interesting, and I didn't think about just the language we use when we talk about someone's status, about being clean and being dirty. And having an STD makes you dirty. And that's not necessarily true. That person could have been safe their entire sexual experience and have one, you know, raw moment and got herpes. Who knows? You know what I mean? And that's, that's, I feel like maybe we do need to start having a better conversation about those kind of things. So, yeah. There you go. I agree with you. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, the whole clean and dirty thing, it is really derogatory. And there's so many different situations that, like you named, in which you can have it. You could have been molested. You could have been born with it. You could have, somebody could, your partner could have cheated. It couldn't even been you who's out doing anything right. dirty. So, like, yeah, we do need to change the narrative there. So that's a great point. Um, but, yeah, you ready to get into the next topic? Let's do it. So this one's a little bit like more lighthearted. So for the first time, breastfeeding in public is now legal in all 50 states. Yeah. So so there's and I wanted to talk about this because there's a lot of conversation on both sides of it from men and women. Some men mm-hmm. don't like seeing it. Some women don't like seeing it. I, I have kids. I, I and mm-hmm. I always think about things from their, their perspective. So if I'm out with my kids at the park or whatever and this woman like her kids there and she's like oh come over here timmy and plops her titty out and starts breastfeeding timmy and my kids are just sitting there like i don't want to have that conversation with my kids i, sure. I don't i and, and you know it's, it's not that i i understand it like the kid has to eat i understand that but like some women are just like they don't even use a towel to cover up they just the titty's just out and then they're breastfeeding it's like with the with the <laughs> women empowerment movements and things like that with the um show my period blood Burning our bras, hear me roar, I am woman. Um, that be that's that's very extreme. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because there's always this thing called um, decorum, and like you said, there's not like when babies are hungry, they have no damn understanding. They don't give a damn where you are, what you're doing, what your schedule is like. They are hungry and they want to eat now. Yeah. And so as a mother, you're breastfeeding you are at the command of this baby. And so if you're at the park, then Titty's going to be out at the park. But yes, you do want to do your due diligence and put a blanket over. You do. You have different companies now that are making like different um, covers where women can put their arms through certain ones and cover a certain way. And so that it's very, very discreet. And so I think that as long as it's done and the woman does make an effort for it to be discreet, because why would you want your breast exposed? I understand that it's a natural thing and you're a woman and these we need to do these things, which is very, very true. Mm-hmm. And we shouldn't have to run in the corner in the bathroom to do so. Yeah. But I feel like if you're sitting at a park on a bench, then yes, you should take out some form of protection for one, your baby's face um, and head and your breasts. And people know what that is. They know what that means. And if people are still offended of just seeing the image yeah. of a blanket over a baby and knowing now a that, woman is breastfeeding yeah. under it, then you have a fucking problem of your own that you need to resolve because yeah, that has know. nothing to do with you. There's no body exposed, no skin. Um, so I do understand in that case where you have a woman that's just going to pop her titty out and you have your eight-year-old kid like, oh, I was just swinging, but all of a sudden there is a left titty in my vision. <laughs> 
I understand why that may be confusing to a child. And also um, for adults, you just kind of don't want to see titty meat, <laughs> you know, for breast milk, you know, while you're out and about. But I think as long as women just be discreet, you know, covering up skin, maybe covering up their baby some to allow their baby to get some nourishment, I think it's all good. And, and now that it's legal in 50 states, <laughs> um, as if we needed the government's approval to feed babies, <laughs> it's, it, I guess it's great. Again, like when I see stuff like that, I'd be like, this is bullshit. Yeah. This is like <laughs> when you take like two steps forward and seven steps back, it feels like one of those things. It feels like they're giving us an inch so they can pull a yard. There you go. Um, so, I mean, I guess it's great. I guess it's great. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> um, but yeah, as far as like, I agree with everything you said about breastfeeding. I, um, if you're offended for the people who are offended by just, the imagery of a woman breastfeeding outside and she's covered up. Just shut the fuck up. Like that's really all I have to say. Shut the hell up. The baby got to eat, but recreationally complaining is never good. People, you know what? People just like to complain to complain. Sometimes I'm noticing. Um, that's what I'm saying. People do it recreationally. Like yeah. I ain't got shit else to do. So let me find something on the interwebs to argue <laughs> about or complain about. And so, um, cause that's, even when you talk to people, you ever talk to a friend you haven't talked to in a long time and they just complain yeah. the whole call and you're like, okay. I can see why we haven't talked in a while. Correct. <laughs> so you're like, yeah. wow, I didn't notice you were so negative. You ain't got shit positive going on in your life. Yeah, or, but, or contrarians. Like I saw something on, on uh, Twitter the other day that just dropped, drove me crazy. So this, uh, mm -hmm. I can't remember if it was man or woman, tweeted out that, oh, you people on Twitter are too opinionated. I'm going to unfollow all of you. Wow. This is Twitter. Like, it's to share our opinions. Like, what the fuck are you following anybody for? It is what it is. I mean, you can do... There There are options where you can get... Like, I strongly believe in um, adjusting your timeline accordingly. Mm -hmm. Because, to me, it's for my visual experience. And if you are interrupting my visual experience or you're putting content that I don't like or agree with, I will just block you. You don't even have to do anything to me. You don't have to be following me. You don't, whatever. If the content that you put on there is unpleasant to my eyes, <laughs> I, there are so many options. I can mute you. I can block you. Um, there are people who I've never had an exchange with that are, are blocked and muted. And there are times where I go to a tweet and I realize I'm blocked. And I'll be like, oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> oh, um, that, but that, I get it. Yeah, that reminds me. You had the predator attack you on Twitter. The Predator? Yeah, the man-woman. That oh, shit was hilarious. You know, <laughs> lady men, I don't even... Okay. It was just... <laughs> it was so funny when I read it. I was like, oh, young lady. Wow. You are really... Okay. <laughs> then your tweet tells <laughs> turn out, it's a man. I, you should have saw my... I was dead. I was dead. <laughs> You know, sometimes I'm not good at always clicking on the the, the ivy or whatever. Uh -huh. But in my in my mind, I was like, "That's a young lady, <laughs> clear." <laughs> and then when I went to the picture, I'm like, "I'll be damned, that's somebody's son somehow." <laughs> so, oh uh, man! All right. Oh boy. That was that was a good laugh, and I saw it. I, it was like two o'clock in the morning when I saw it too. You had me dying at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Turns out, <laughs> didn't even realize. 
the more oh, you man. know. The more you know. <laughs> the more you know. Oh, man. All right. So our last topic today before we get into letters. Um, this one uh, was kind of spurned by a conversation that I, I heard people having at work, actually. And um, this uh, young man was blaming his ability, his inability to show affection on the fact that his parents weren't ever affectionate with each other. Like he said that he can't remember a time where he ever saw his parents hug or kiss. So... It's spurring this topic into what toxic habits did you learn from seeing your parents and how did you how did you unlearn them? If if there is any, if that even applies to you. Of course it applies. <laughs> um, because that's the only thing that you have firsthand experience for the a good portion of your life. Like the beginning of your life, you're kind of just studying your parents, mm-hmm. you know, or or whatever they want you to do. You're kind of living under their rules, their persona the way that they get along with each other but with my parents like honestly honestly I got to see and I guess it was a little toxic at the at the moment but my mother like growing up was like a hothead okay Mm -hmm. like when she gets pissed there is no look there's no peace in that goddamn home everybody has to be all messed up because she's not in a good mood but I've literally seen her throw things in the house at him, lock him out the house, whatever the reasons were, it kind of didn't matter. Um, but she was very a uh, hands-on person. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, like she was strong like bull. <laughs> was, listen, my mama named Mildred. So you just oh, definitely so you, don't yeah, have to play yeah, with nobody named yeah, Mildred. Uh-uh. But, and she a Gemini. Oh. So... You know she real crazy. Yeah, she's from Arkansas. So she was around when desegregation was going around. Like, my mother picked cotton. Not for the a slave owner, but she did. Like as, crazy. as a summer job. <laughs> yeah. And so when people talk about, like, slavery and whatever, I'd be like, my mother <laughs> picked cotton. Not great, 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 nothing. My mother. But um, I saw the relationship that, that she she had but the the positive side of that was i saw that no matter how bad a relationship can get there is redemption and there is forgiveness and there is a whole other day that happens after you're mad at somebody and no matter really what happened between my dad and my mom he would just always find a way to get back in her good graces the negative part about that that it taught me was that i have to endure Mm. i have to endure a certain level of distrust of pain of uh, anger of whatever in order for a relationship to work in order to have love and be with somebody there's a certain level of bullshit that i have to accept um in order to have a, a relationship that has longevity and i think that that's pretty toxic because yeah i think it did affect me in a way that i allowed men to treat me okay um so if I was really in, in my dating era, but when I was dating and let's say I was really, really interested in a guy and I saw him start to fall back some and, you know, I've had situations where niggas like, oh yeah, I'm going to tell you, I had got a girlfriend the other day and I'm like, oh, nigga, wow. what? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh, all right. That's cool. That's fine. You and that bitch be happy together. <laughs> And then some time would pass and this person would pop up and they're single and they're like, hey, Tanya, you want to go for a drink? And I'll be like, all right, 
because I'm not emotionally invested in this person. I'm not angry. I thought because I wasn't angry anymore, that it's fine to keep that open door when people just kind of have an open door policy in your life and they can come and go at their own leisure. You fucked up. Okay. Because they're going to do it. Yeah. If you allow people to come in and out your life at their own leisure, they're gonna. So when a person will come back to me, hey, Tony, you want to go hang out? And I'd be like, all right, because I don't think anything of it, and I'm just enjoying company. But to that person, they're like, yes, I still got access. I can still get to her. I can still, you know. Yeah. And that's all um, niggas look for is a, is a foot in the door. Just an inch. Just yeah. an inch. That's all y'all need. <laughs> And so um, just just as I got older, that's when I kind of started being very abrupt, very honest, very cutthroat. Okay. Because I realized that so much of my time was being wasted with people that was wasting time with me. Makes sense. So um, I think I had to unlearn that. I had to learn that just because people like you or think the world of you doesn't mean they have a place in your life. Mm. Doesn't mean Great you have point. emotional room for them because your, your emotional room could be booked. You have no space for anything or anybody and people will wiggle room themselves into those spaces um, just to be a part of your life. And if you don't really learn when people are trying to either manipulate a situation, manipulate you trying to get back in your good graces, even though they shitted on you, um, whatever the, the situation may be, I don't think, I think that women were kind of sold this idea that we have to endure. Like even when guys post their, their women on socials and they're like, with our ups and our downs. And I'll be yeah. like, nigga, you were the down. Yeah. That outside baby was the down. <laughs> so just her enduring all of the pain and all of the suffering from being in a relationship means that it's worth something now. And that came from our older generation where our moms kind of told us a man going to be a man, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. okay if you cheat a little bit, but as long as he come home to you at night, he's a mine. You made out on one side, <laughs> I got him all the time. Same thing. Same thing. That's, but yeah. That's so, I, I have not realized how problematic that song is until you just put it in that context. Oh no. Plenty. Plenty. <laughs> What do you mean? Yeah, he fuck you sometimes, but he comes home to me. Smelling like you? Are you crazy? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. But that's one thing I had to learn. What's something maybe you picked up? For me, it's 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 weird. So like with my seeing my parents' relationship, it was my dad's mom caused a lot of issues with my parents because my dad and sorry, dad, if you hear this, my dad, it took him a while to realize to not put his mom on the same level of, of as his wife. Oh, yeah. so yeah. For, for me, I think I doubled down on that in the sense of I want everybody out of my business, like family, mama, daddy, mother-in-law, every, 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 get the fuck out of our business, get the fuck out of right. our lives. And we kind of lived in my mind. I wanted to like live off in our own world because I never wanted my loved ones to affect my relationship like I saw my dad's mom do to my parents. Um, And because of that, there was like years when me and my mama didn't really talk at all. Like, and that was, that was problematic in that sense. And like, we lived kind of cut off and, and you, you, you don't want people in your business, but you shouldn't have to alienate from yourself, from everyone to get that. And I didn't understand that when I was younger. So that, that's a problematic trait that I learned. It's not the same one that my dad had, but because I saw 
what he how he did and how it affected our family i like was just like no I'm, i refuse to ever deal with it mm. so but it's good that you unlearned i think like people at our age I don't buy it when people are telling me that their flaws come from, oh, well, my mom and how I grew up. And it's like, no, it is now your responsibility. Like, that is your baggage now. You don't get to put that on your parents anymore because you're old enough to know the difference. You're old enough to do research. Resources are available. The Internet is free and user-friendly. You have all these options to to take care of yourself. You have all these options to, to get help or... Find a community that's going through the same thing you may be going through, but you do not get the opportunity to keep putting that on your parents because they were only recovering from their childhood. Exactly. Trying to figure out how to raise your dumb ass. (laughs) Then still fucked up, apparently. And then you take all of that and put it back on them. And I think it really tarnishes the relationships that children and parents have because all of the resentment that kids grow up with because of whatever their parents did at that time. And a lot of times their parents don't even remember. Oh, you know, like, oh, you know, when I was in the third grade, you had said this one thing to me after school and it and just it, stuck with yeah, me for the rest for of my life. 25 years later, you still you still stuck with that thought. You're still harping on it. And so when you get in relationships and you're like, oh, my communication sucks because when I was growing up, bitch, that has nothing to mm-hmm. do with how you grew up. That has everything to do with you just not feeling like doing whatever it is. Like we really have to place the blame where it belongs and that's on us. And that's, you have to do your part to get better. Otherwise you're just going to be living the second life of your parents. So, yeah. And I think too, like the the best thing for me personally, and I, I think I tweeted this like years ago was when I hit that point in my age and my development where I just realized my parents were just imperfect people like like me just trying to figure it the fuck out. Right. And we put our parents on these pedestals and look at them as superheroes because they are our first superheroes in, in many ways. But you need to realize that they their issues don't have to be your issues. What they struggle right. with don't have to be your same struggles. And, yeah, they gave you a platform. Most of the time that platform has its bumps in it and it's not perfect, but it's up to us to kind of break that. And a lot of people just sit in that and just, oh, well, you know, I'm just like my mama. All right. So if you saw your mama be like this, why the hell are you doing the same mistakes that she did? I know one thing. My mama used to fuss 24 seven, just all the damn time. It was something or the other. She would just fuss all day. And I remember going, never going to be her never going to do that. And to this day, I really don't. I don't, I can tell you maybe on one, just being rowdy, rowdy, like in a person's face. And or, I would say, but just pointing the fingers, you know, pushing him like ghost did Tasha. I don't do any of those things. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like my words are pretty effective. And when I say some shit and I'm done, then that's it. Yeah. But the, the way my mom used to carry on, I just remember being in my room like, bro, when I grow up, <laughs> I'm never going to be walking around. Because, you know, when a parent is 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 going through something, it makes the whole house uneasy. Yeah. When the mom is going through something, that whole house is, is disturbed. And you feel awkward and you don't know what rooms you can and can't go in. And, you know, I think that there's we have to do our part as adults now to figure out our sort out our issues and to take accountability of them because they're yours now girl or boy yeah there you go and that's it we are going to get into our break and we're gonna come back 
The emails are a little bit calmer this week, so that's good. That's good. Very proud of you guys. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You guys re restored our faith in humanity, but we'll Please. be right back after this. <laughs> Yo, this your boy Flaw Seven Hundred. What's good, everybody? It's your guy Fresco, and we are the, the podcast, podcast brothers. Dig? Yeah. Hey, what is our show about? Actually, our show is about a little bit of everything, man. It's not just one thing, but it's a little bit of this. Right. It's a like a little oh. bit of that. Oh my goodness, no. You like that song? No, not from you. What song is that? I don't know. Who it don't matter. It. it doesn't matter what song that is. <laughs> well, that's what our show is about. It's about two brothers kicking the shit. Real life real brothers. Real life brothers. Obviously not by choice. And you if know. you know how brothers get down, you know how we give it up. We don't agree on nothing. And that's what it's like on a podcast show. It makes for a healthy debate, makes for good dialogue, and it keeps the interest and the listener interested as well because it's real brotherly shit. Episodes drop every Sunday. Every Sunday, every platform you can get a podcast that the podcast brothers is dead. You did. Chill. All right, and we are back from our break, and we're about to read your emails. Uh, go ahead, Miss Tanya. All right. <laughs> well. One of our listening questions, one of, first of all, it says back with more BS, which I love. <laughs> Thank you for coming back with it. <laughs> um, it says, hey, Tanya and Hayes, uh, I'm back with some more bullshit because it wouldn't be my life without it. I was recently roped into a situation and I lost a friend behind it. I'm not surprised at the outcome because I've grown to learn everyone isn't like me, but I just had to share this with you too because it fights, oh, I'm sorry, it fits right into LLBAS fashion. This must be crazy. Mm. I think I like scam skim through it, but I know this is interesting. I was minding my business. You're this is a great start to it. <laughs> <laughs> so here it is. I was minding my business. Yeah. Right. I wasn't doing nothing. <laughs> I was minding my own business. So anyway, I was minding my business at a bar with a coworker of mine when I saw my homegirl's husband walk in with this woman. Again, I minds my business. We eventually lock eyes and I gave him the stare like, yes, sir, I see you, but I'm not going to assume. As the night goes on, I run to the bathroom and I see the woman he's with at the sink. I make small talk, which more so was me digging for more information. In the time of me washing my hands and fixing my lip gloss, she tells me she's here with her fiance. My heart fell in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a great my heart fell in my yeah, ass that is a great phrase she was just like oh bitch <laughs> <laughs> uh, my heart fell in my ass because the last thing I was expecting was for those words to leave her mouth I congratulated her she showed me her ring I took a picture because I needed evidence but to her I needed inspiration that's interesting you're very crafty bitch mm -hmm. you're very crafty fast forward I finally mustered enough strength to Go to my good friend about my findings, and I got cussed clean out. I was everything under the sun. Long story short, this man now has a fiance and a wife. Mm. Whew. The former friend has been shading my ass all week on Instagram. Meanwhile, her husband is, is out here working on a new family. I try to tell her, but she's rocking with her man. Have y'all ever had a friend that just didn't listen? Trinity. Trinity, Trinity. Um, yes. <laughs> um, this has definitely happened, and I learned to never do it again. Um, I think with women, it's just she's not leaving, sis. <laughs> she's not gonna leave. You can pretty much just take a picture of a man with his penis immediately just leaving that other woman's mouth. 
And that woman still be like, you know what? It just, I just feel like she just fell on her knees and like these hoes thirsty. And so all these hoes fall on their knees and suck dick all the time. It's like, no, stop trying to rationalize the irrational. And a lot of times when, because the power of dick and the power of, of the relationship between a man and a woman is very intense. And friends can't necessarily intercept that no matter how much we may not like that person or may not like you guys together. Um, a, a lot of women are trial and error. They are willing to just let the wheels fall off before they jump out of that truck um, or jump out of that relationship. Um, so in this case, you did your part. You did more than I would do because honestly, I ain't see it. <laughs> I've had plenty of arguments with people before and they're like, well, I would hope if you seen my man, you would tell me. And I'm like, I mean, tell you for why? Because you're not going to do anything about it. Sometimes it's like the listener letters where people call in when they don't really want the advice, you know what I'm saying? Or people contact you and tell you their problems, but they don't really want your advice. They just want to complain. But I think in this case where she kind of got all the information ready and was like, all right, girl, I had built a whole profile on this nigga, so he's engaged in XYZ and XYZ. And ultimately that woman didn't care. And on top of that, you end up being the, the hating ass homegirl that he don't want you to hang out with no more. Yeah. So now y'all friendship is severed because you try to save her a little bit of heartbreak. And it's just a little advice to all the girls, let your friends get their hearts broken. That's the only way they're going to learn because they're not going to listen to you. They love that nigga. He maybe eat her ass. We don't know. <laughs> Is that is that and is that what does it nowadays? It's like it may be complete compensation for for infidelity. I don't know. I'm just saying that Dick is a very strong connection with women, and they're not trying to let that man go. And they've overlooked plenty of things that he's done. They've overlooked plenty of violations just to be with this man. So why do you think this extra bit of information is gonna really put the nail in the coffin to make her leave this person? She's going to leave when she wants to. And no amount of evidence, no wedding picture, I mean, no engagement picture, no wedding ring, nothing is going to stop her from being with this man. Even more so, you have women saying, well, at least um, I don't mind sharing him or at least he comes home to me. Yeah. All that other shit is, is that same thing. But I definitely was in a case where I was like, hey, so saw your nigga out with this girl. And, you know, if I'm telling you, then it happens. Mm-hmm. And uh-uh, no, he didn't, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh And then as soon as he got a hold of her, I hadn't talked to her for like a couple months at that point. Damn. Because I'm the hating-ass friend now. Yeah. Who you gonna believe, your eyes or your bitches? <laughs> <laughs> so, you did your part, Trinity. I don't encourage you to do that anymore. Don't do it again. You're just gonna lose friends. Yeah, and sometimes you have to, unfortunately... You have to be. You have to just wait, like you said, till they get their heart broken, and then you have to try to help lift them up. Because you should know you not, you use that as a way to prepare for 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 the day that it comes. Because, like for me, and I'm gonna give this a couple of different ways. For me, nowadays people are in these open relationships. So like you said, so many people are like, as long as they don't bring nothing home, I don't care what they do. So you highlighting it just is like pouring salt on a wound. So like because you don't know, I I can't see like saying something, but at the same time, it's like. I don't know. I understand why you would want to say something. It's just nowadays with how people are, you just never know. And that blowback 
that people have of now because you're the one who brought it to their attention and you brought it up. Now you're public enemy number one. Now you can't go over their mama house no more. Like it's just right. I'm trying to pick you up to go to Target and that nigga <laughs> peeking through the window saying she can't come outside. Yeah. No, 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 no. So yeah, you will lose a lot of friends, especially women. Women in particular will lose a lot of friends. I think that I don't know how often that happens with guys, but I think for guys it could be so embarrassed and men care about their pride and image. And they don't want to be the sucker mm -hmm. that this girl is taking advantage of. And they're more likely to leave her alone. Like, oh, she for the streets, you know? Yeah. And like, text her real, real late at night. But, <laughs> but with women, women are like, girl, that's my man. I don't care. I don't that care. That's my man. Women are interesting creatures. That's all I'll say. Yeah. So good luck, Trinity. Thanks for writing us. Um, if you have more bullshit, Hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think this is like her third letter within like the last couple of months. So we we love you. We appreciate the support. Keep listening. We yeah, do. Keep sending that bullshit in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the last letter that we got today, this one is, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I'll read it because I got some thoughts on this one. So the title is My Boyfriend's Addicted to Porn. Boom. So here it goes, right? <laughs> I'm head over heels for him. He's not perfect, but I can't help it. Saturday, I got all dolled up for him for a party. We drank and had a lovely time dancing. We got home and I climbed in bed naked waiting for him. He spent a while in the bathroom and then just went to bed. I checked his phone history, in parentheses, I know, uh, the next morning since I was, uh, I was suspicious and saw that he was looking at pictures of Patreon models and old acquaintances' racy Instagram stories. His screenshots, <laughs> he screenshots these and saves them. His phone has thousands of pictures of models, hentai, and acquaintances. I don't have a problem with porn or masturbation or fantasizing about about friends or whatever. That, but he doesn't touch me like he used to. We've been together for about four years, and I felt this way for the last two. He doesn't put any effort into foreplay or fantasy. We do, we go days without being intimate. He doesn't really care about my kinks or desires either. I'm especially hurt this yeah, I know that's deep, right? I'm especially hurt this time because he promised to try no no nut November. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Again in parentheses for me. He was reluctant at first, but then really seemed like he was trying. I know it's just a dumb meme, but I was hoping to break his porn addiction cycle. I didn't push it too hard, but I thought maybe this was a turning point for us. He's lying to me doesn't have sex with me like he used to and i just feel so alone i can't complete i can't compete with the novelty of of the internet should i just break up with him this isn't our only issue but it is the most important to me i don't really depend on him as as a provider or anything like that i don't care if he doesn't want to get a job what <laughs> oh, that that went left uh, i'm not looking for financial support i i don't care if he lies to me because he lies to everyone i don't want to get married <laughs> I don't want to get married or have kids. I'm fine and independent and all that jazz. I just want someone to share my intimacy and and to be loved by to be loved by and love. I don't bother telling him how I feel anymore because I can't stand to hear his empty promises and lies. I always try to listen. This is going on and on. I think I'm at my breaking point. Uh, does anyone have experience with this? Have either of you had a no? No, we have not with a compulsive porn habit. Any input is appreciated. I want to hold out hope and help him, but I just don't know if I have it in me. Listen, there is so much fuckery in this letter. First of all, I didn't even realize the man doesn't have a job. And she says, I don't care if he lies to me. 
So okay. basically, she wants to let's live in fuckboy. Okay, let's go over a few things. Yeah, go ahead. Don't care if he lies. Okay. You don't care if he fantasizes about old hoes he used to fuck. You don't care that he doesn't work. You don't care that he doesn't financially provide. Sis, what do you care about? Because sex, apparently. <laughs> and and the top of your list is that he has a porn addiction. It's just he have free time. This. <laughs> This uh, that the whole thing I got from this letter is he has an extreme amount of free time. Yeah. And he has nothing else to do to go to X videos, X and XX, or just really scroll Twitter because that's the same thing as any porn site. But also trying to encourage him to be involved with No Nut November also means no nut for you, bitch. What are you talking about? You're telling me that this man doesn't even want to be involved with you. I don't mean to call you a bitch. It's just I'm very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I only called you a bitch because I don't know your name individually. But <laughs> it's really hard. It's really hard to process this because it's like you're already saying every reason why you probably should renegotiate your relationship with this person because again, um, you told us a lot, but you have not told us that you have explained anything to this person. Yeah. And like that's step number one. I think we say it on every episode. It's just that communication. We have all of these little secret, you know, things that we don't want to discuss with people because we don't want to make it awkward or we don't want to make things weird between us. Um, so you just go around not saying how you really feel. And now your man is jobless, addicted to porn he's not buying juice <laughs> he's not buying chicken breast spinach nothing and 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 on top of this he has a whole collection it's only certain there are strange men on the interwebs and the ones that do screenshot your your content on socials, you take someone takes a, a selfie and someone screenshots it to keep for their own personal use and they're in a relationship. That's a flag in itself. Yeah. It's a flag in itself because you're already saying I'm climbing in bed and, and I'm butt ass and he doesn't even care because he's in the bathroom because I don't know, maybe he's jacking off to a girl picture from Snapchat. With like a strange filter. You don't know what he's looking at. But again, you've gone through his phone. So you already made so many violations from yourself and for him. And you're asking, should you be breaking up with this person? I wouldn't say break up. I would say have a conversation about these things. I think you need to make a list of your complaints so that you don't forget. So when you go first, first of all, second of all, third of all, you're going to have your points in place. So I feel like you need to just have an open communication. Here are, here are my findings. Yes, I did go through your phone and violate your privacy because I was curious and this is what I found. Lay it out there. You already went through the phones. Nothing yeah. else you could do now. Might as well use it, right? Um, but, but it doesn't matter if you went through the phone because, girl, you probably paid the phone bill. That's your phone. <laughs> That's so it's like our, our text, <laughs> our Snapchat. Um, and you're saying you know that he's lying to you. And you're saying you're fine being independent and all that jazz. No, you're not Because if you were, then you would be. Then you would be just like, oh, he's just like that. And I don't think that it's healthy for men to have um, an unhealthy addiction to porn because when they actually have sex, it's not going to do it for them. Yeah. Um, they're expecting so all this craziness all the time. 
if you're interested in just not being pleased and being lied to by a, a man that doesn't have a job and a man that can't buy you a pack of meat or a bag of rice, I mean, I don't know. What about you? Listen, so, okay, you, you talked about the phone thing. You talked, like, all right, even with the porn thing, if you're going to forgive it, that's fine. People watch porn. It, it is it is what it is. Um, But the thing that makes it weird is acquaintances and friends and people that he's cool with, that's a little stalkerish. That's that's strange. Like that's that's not normal. There is somebody that went on their lunch break and took a selfie with the seatbelt strapped across, and he saved that picture so that he could jack off in the bathroom. Yeah, that's not. That's a problem. That is a serious issue. Um, on top of that, like you, like, like <laughs> the man, he just he he does. He has too much free time. Um, get him a job. No, but seriously, I, everything starts with communication. It doesn't sound like you've had this conversation with him, and I, uh, I'm going to agree with Tanya. You, I'm a hip-hop head, so every good diss track, the, the rapper does their research on their opponent. You've done your research. Put it down on paper and then present it. You got you get, you get have the tools. Girl, get, get PowerPoint if you need it. it th there you go. Create a PowerPoint. The laser pointers. <laughs> As you can see on uh, the diagram, 1B. This is where you had me fucked yes. up at. <laughs> right here i also have a list of shit that you shouldn't do this is at the top of it get get organized sis you can really make a, a good presentation and maybe he can put those things together get him a pamphlet whatever you gotta do um when you're having this conversation be very thorough so that when you do leave there is no question as to why yeah. lay it all out whatever response that is i mean and it's funny how well these two letters kind of mesh because you got one woman who's digmatized clearly. This one, this other woman is wanting to be digmatized and just off the, the strength of that she wants to be is dealing with some bullshit. I don't, I'm glad I ain't got to deal with this type of shit, but like y'all motherfuckers is crazy. Like that's really all I can boil it down to. Y'all are <sighs> crazy. Like people, like there's so much fuckery in this. Like should you just break up with you know? Go ahead. She paid for the phone bill, uh -huh. most likely. Yeah, but, oh, yeah. Unless unless he's trapped. Maybe trapping. you should put one of those little parent codes in there for <laughs> rated R things. On Snapchat? <laughs> so. Like, the time limit things? Because, like, my kids got that, like, you can put time limits on certain apps. It's like, right. you've been on the internet, bro. You've been on Snapchat too much. Damn, it's locked down. Right. You've been on Pornhub for 27 minutes now, and I know that those clips are only about 3.23. So, I don't know what you've been doing all this time, but we're going to put a time limit on it. But... As long as a conversation is had, and we're joking or whatever, but we say the same thing almost every week. If you do not communicate what, what your transgressions are with people, you can't expect them to just automatically fix them. People do, Sometimes people don't, I was saying this on my show, people don't verbalize what their boundaries are. They just believe in them, and that's not enough. You have to communicate what your boundaries are. You have to communicate when people are violating you. And if you don't, they're not going to know. And if they do know, they don't know that it affects you as much as it does. So have a combo. Get your PowerPoint presentation prepared. If you need some tips, let me know. And, um, and once you lay it out and this person isn't interested in making any moves, there you go. That's the answer in itself. There you go. And there you have it. Uh, that's it. I got nothing else to add. Like it, y'all need to. I get it. I appreciate these letters. Like I really do. And y'all have been the support Thanks. has been crazy. But I really need y'all sometimes when y'all write all this out to go back and read it to yourself and read it as if it was your friend telling you this. Right, right. And I think that a large portion of this people know. 
how yeah. ridiculous it is. They they also write in to see if other people have done it because mm-hmm. then you don't feel so alone. Yeah. Because if we'd have read this and go, oh yeah, I totally dealt with this before, she'll go, whew, I'm not the only one yeah. dealing with a homeless man. He's a homosexual. You know? <laughs> that is the best phrase of 2019 to me. When I read that for the first time, I was like, that makes a Same lot of sense. sense. Yeah. A homosexual. Makes there but yeah, girl. Hope y'all figure that out. <laughs> well, that's been it. This has been another episode of Love, Lust, and Badass. So, uh, Miss Tanya D, do you want to tell the people where they can follow you? You can follow me on the Twitter machine at I am Queen T. I am Q W E E N T E E. Same thing on Instagram. Don't be creepy. <laughs> yeah, predator men, women, people like just leave 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 my calls <laughs> alone. Um, <laughs> bro, people are nuts. I just posted a picture of me and my boyfriend and. A, a dude liked it and went straight to my DMs and said, oh. "Hey, how you doing?" Yeah, I saw. I saw you. You because I know you said you. You not that you necessarily try not to post pictures you two together, but you know how people can get. When you did that, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's about to be. She's gonna have a story." <laughs> every time, every <laughs> single time. That is just so weird, man. It's fine though. <laughs> you guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's C E O H A I Z E. You can follow us collectively at Love Lust B A S Pod, and we. Also, wanna I, I need to do better at posting more stuff to our Twitter because I suck at it. I'm just not I'm not gonna lie. So uh, we'll see. I'll I'll talk with Tanya, see what we can do to bring more content there. But definitely follow it. It'll be coming. I promise you guys. But we uh, are out for this week. Peace. We love y'all. Bye. Me. Can you focus on me? Baby, can you focus on me? me? Hands in the soap, how the faucet's running and I keep looking at you. Stuck on your phone, are you stuck in your zone? You don't ever cook, but I don't wanna give up. Baby, I just want you to get up. Just focus on